Hi, this is Lauren Engel of Sidewalk Talk. We do a lot of interviews with EDM artists, pop artists, rappers, and people in the industry, letting you know what they do behind the scenes. Also, make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter through the handle Sidewalk Talk Show. Hope you guys enjoy. Shout out to my first time, like, <laughs> drinking iced tea and interviewing right. at the same yeah, time. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> This is Lauren of Sidewalk Talk. Today I'm here with Brian. Brian. Hello. <laughs> I'm Brian. So you were born in L.A. or? Yeah, I was born in L.A. Um, actually born in Hollywood. Uh, yeah, it's crazy. I've never really left Hollywood. I yeah. just went to North Hollywood. So. <laughs> yeah, I stay in North Hollywood now. But a lot of your mom's side is in music. Yeah. Um, I, my family, are, like my mom's side of the family, are really huge on music. Uh, actually, all my uncles and stuff uh, have their own bands, and like they're all into like mariachi and stuff. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they all have like the little bands, and then they like perform at like weddings and all of that stuff. And my cousins are actually like all into like death metal. Mm-hmm. Which is super like funny, with, like because I, I at first I was just like, oh, that's like so weird, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, I really got into it. and I was like, dude, this is sick. Like metal's tight, you know. Yeah. And like I will listen to like, uh, I will listen to like uh, Mashuga, like super death metal, like <laughs> you know, like some crazy stuff. Yeah. Like, um, but yeah, no, it was like super, super, uh, super crazy how. Everyone on that side of the family, like, it's just... My mom's side of the family is all into, like, music. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad's side, I really don't know anyone on that side. Oh. So, yeah, it's just... Uh, I don't know. It's, long story short, yeah. they just... Family conflicts and stuff, so they just really don't, like... Yeah. Talk to us. <laughs> yeah. And then... How about, like, when you were young? What did you, Were you able to see yourself in a music career... Like, but you didn't know, like, what type of career in music you wanted to do? Um, I, I was, I was really into music, but the thing was, uh, I just didn't know, and, like, what I wanted to do. Like, oh, I wanted to play the drums, I wanted to play the guitar, like, you know, but it's just, like, I just, when I was younger, I didn't really have, like, the money or the resources to just go and, like, you know, oh, I'm gonna go buy myself a drum kit and stuff, and at the time, like, my, my my mom's side of the family were just, like, all fighting. Mm. So I wasn't able to, like, you know, be like, yo, can I come over and, like, play, you know? But mm. they're just not, it wasn't, it wasn't really a fun time, me growing up on that side of the family. They were just always fighting over the dumbest stuff, so, yeah. Mm. And so were you never into photo and video back then? Oh, no. no. I, I would probably pick up like my phone and take a photo of my mom. <laughs> just be like, "Yo, get take a photo of me," you know. But it was just like, yeah, it was nothing like. Yeah, I'm gonna pick up a camera and shoot and stuff. So it's crazy, like how I hear some of these photographers like, "Yeah, like when I was a kid, I used to pick up Polaroid and shoot a lot of stuff." It's like, nah, that was not me. I was just like, me growing up, I just didn't know what to do. I was just yeah. like a nomad and just wanted to do whatever was cool, I guess, you know? Mm-hmm. And then how long after was it your friend took you to an electronic concert? Um, yeah, my friend Cisco. Uh, so I was really into, like... I mean, I wasn't really, like, into going to shows or anything, but, like, 
it was crazy. Um, my mom, my mom uh, used to cater food. Uh, we had our own like, catering business. Oh, that was your family business? Yeah, yeah that, was our, that was our family business. Oh. And it was like catering food. And like, I mean, I guess that's what I was doing, like catering and I would be like handling the money up front and mm. you know. And uh, one day she's like, yo, um, I'm doing this festival in downtown and it's called uh, Monster Massive. And I was like, damn, like, that sounds cool. And I told my friend Cisco, he's like, like, yo, like, have you heard of Monster Massive? And he's like, dude, that's huge. Like, the biggest DJs are gonna be playing there. And he told me like a name of DJs and I was just like, oh, that's cool, man. Like, if you wanna go, my mom's gonna be like selling food there. And he's like, what? I'm like, <laughs> yeah, let's do it. And then- um, I love this. <laughs> it was, me and like 10 other friends that I snuck in into the, to, to, uh, to, to that festival, it's called Monster Massive. And then, yeah, it was crazy. Uh, I snuck in like 10 friends and we were just all partying to like, I think Ruskell was playing at the time and like Total oh, Planet sick. and like all this crazy stuff. And then it was crazy. She started getting picked up by the same like, like promoter, not promoter, but like whoever runs that little stuff or whatever. Mm -hmm. And, um, after that, would follow TAO together as one. And uh, after that was EDC, like 2010 at the Coliseum. And every single time I was sne sneaking in my friends and like we would all go and like party. And, <laughs> and I was like, whoa, like this is crazy. Like I trying to use this intense. So what was the turning point that you started to do video then and photo? Um, so we used to go to these parties in LA called uh, Ham on Everything. Oh, and they were like, I tribute Adam. Yeah, oh, he's a rad dude. I remember yeah. meeting him. Yeah, um, there was a couple of times we were down there, and uh, my friends would be like, "Yo, like, let's go to this like underground party type thing." Like, and I was like, "Yeah, man, let's do it." We get there, and like, it was like the most insane parties like ever. Like, it was insane. Like. People be fucking, you know, doing the most ratchet shit, you know. <laughs> but it was like the sickest thing. Like it was like so rad. And then I met a group of friends there, a group of people at the time, and they were all taking um, disposable film, like photos and stuff. And um, I don't know. I kind of like liked the way they were just capturing the moment and stuff. People were getting like, <laughs> they were like fights would break out. People were getting knocked down. People would take a photo of it and like. <laughs> Develop the role and the next day it'd be like like some crazy like you know like some dude getting knocked down like you see his face and reaction and everything mm -hmm. it was like I guess I just loved that that little that concept of capturing that like that moment shot you know and especially doing it with film is like so hard like it's just film it's own, own thing I guess teaches you like um, to be really like focus on that shot because it's so expensive like mm. developing it so uh yeah i mean like I, I was doing that and um that's same group of people like it was they, they, they were called the uh, nighted life um they gave me a camera they're like yo here dude like since you're with like our friend like we'll give you a a little disposable camera and stuff and uh I instantly like fell in love with it. We were just taking photos and people were just getting 
trash, drinking bottles. <laughs> <laughs> just like capturing moments, like, you know, the best moments of the whole party and mm -hmm. like... Um, and then you went to school for it? Yeah, I went to school for it. Uh, went to uh, the art institute for like six months. Didn't... I hate school. So well, why, why did you even want to go in the first place? I thought it was like, you know what, I should like learn lighting and all that stuff and you know. I thought, I thought it was a good idea, you know, but it turned out to be like not so cool because I hate school. Like I cannot sit down and like somebody tell me like, yo, I saw you do this, do that, do this. Like I have to be out and doing it, you know. And like they would tell us, like they, they, they would like, there would be classes of just doing lighting and stuff, but they'll teach us for like 30 minutes. And then they would go back to the room and put on a YouTube video. I was like, dude, <laughs> just at home. I could do this at home. Like, you know, so it was just like, I was not stoked about that. And I was just so mad at the school. And after like six months, I dropped out. Then, um, how old were you? So this was when you were like, 20? I was 22, 20, yeah. 21, yeah. It was, it was just a really shit. Like, I was just so mad. And I was just like, damn. Yeah. Didn't and learn anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, but and then yeah. what happened after? Um, so my friend Cisco, again, uh, they started, they started getting, like, they started DJing. I mean, he's been DJing for the longest, like, house parties in LA. But uh, he got, like, his first, like, big gig. Um in San Diego called Somewhere Loud. And uh, at the time I had picked up my first DSLR because film like was just getting really expensive. And um, he would be like, yo, like, are you down to come to this show and like shoot? And I was like, yeah, dude, I'm super down. You know, my first DSLR, like, oh yeah, I want to put it to use, you know? Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I shot my first show and how many years ago was this? This was probably four years ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was four years ago. No, not four years, probably like three, three, two, not three, yeah. Um, three years ago and um, yeah, he's like, yo, dude, come down, shoot and whatever. I shot the show, super rad. But I didn't know how to edit video. <laughs> I shot, I, 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 I uh, I shot, uh, I shot the video and he edited it and <laughs> he edited my first video and then we were like, damn, dude, this is so sick. Like, this is the raddest thing ever. And uh, yeah, ever since then, he started getting bigger and bigger. And like, I met his manager, Ethan. And Ethan at the time uh, was living with his roommate. His roommate is Justin Butts. Shout out Justin Butts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, um, he taught me pretty much everything I know and like introduced me like more into like electronic music and I met Steven, uh, oh, I can't pronounce his last name, but he's like the uh, manager of Orgor and uh, Huya. Oh. Yeah, shot him. Shot yeah, him and he's helped me set up <laughs> yeah. a lot of this stuff too, yeah. Um, yeah, I've, no I've known him for so long. He, may uh, he actually like, hit me up one time he's like yo dude are you down to come and shoot uh borgor and g easy and i'm like whoa <laughs> and that was like a huge like moment for me too so wait yeah. so where was your portfolio at by that point it was crazy um i was shooting for all right so 
with the guys back to Cisco, um, they were they, they they were super huge on like hard style, mm -hmm. and that's what they started off their their hard style. And um, they took me to Australia to shoot Defcon One, and it was like my first like big thing. That's right after I, I left school. They bought me they bought my first flight, and then they're like, "Yo, we're taking you to Australia." And uh, I met like every, all the artists there. It was like super rad. Like I met. Uh, Adrenalize, Audio Freak, Brandon Hart, like Zad Talks, like the biggest hardstyle DJs. And at the time I was like so like, like damn, like this is crazy. Like this lifestyle is insane, you know? <laughs> and like I shot um, <clears throat> Looney Tunes. And after that Looney Tunes would hit me up when they would come down here to LA and like, I mean my portfolio was getting bigger and bigger, you know? And then they hit me up to shoot EDC. Cause I remember my, my coming back into like the electronic music I wasn't really doing because I stopped for a minute I just oh. yeah I stopped I didn't even go I, I went back like 2015 but the first time I went to like 2015 I snuck in <laughs> I snuck in and then like I made out of like the, the key tethers mm -hmm. you know and I cut them and I made bracelets and then I would like sneak in and then I paid them like $20 and I snuck in <laughs> I don't know if I'll get in trouble for that. <laughs> <laughs> now viewers have tips. Yeah, um, yeah, I snuck in and then I was like, damn, this is so sick. And my friends at the time were like already backstage doing their thing, you know, mm -hmm. but I just didn't really care. I was just like, yeah, I'll get back into it, you know, like party. Um, but the next year I told myself like, yo, I'm gonna be up there. I'm gonna fucking, cr like, I'm gonna just keep doing like video and photo and I'm gonna get booked to shoot next year. So that's what happened. I ended up shooting, went to DEF CON, met everybody, like all the hardstyle DJs, and was shooting a bunch of hardstyle acts in LA. Um, yeah, and it was crazy. Like I didn't, I didn't expect it to like, you know, even make it to EDC. I was like, all right, cool. If EDC happens, it happens, you know? But I got booked by like six different artists the next year at EDC. Oh, wow. We're shooting for like Gamma, Audio Freak, Bioweapon, Code Black. Uh, I shot a little bit of Carnage. Uh, who else did I shoot? So many like DJs. I, I was like the biggest like, you know, like wake up call for me. And I was like, damn, like I could for real do this. And uh, yeah, it was like the biggest accomplishment. And then mm -hmm. I was just like so happy for myself. <laughs> <laughs> so this is something I asked all like photo video people, but was were you shooting for free initially and was it difficult to start like being like this is my rate and you should pay me this way? No, yeah, I mean I feel like everybody should maybe not like all the time, but yeah, I did start for free at some shows, you know. Cause I knew I sucked. <laughs> so I was like um like I need to get my name out there, I need to practice, you know, I need to get out there and like you know, teach myself different like techniques and stuff every single time I shoot, you know. But yeah, um, I definitely started off for free, but now it's just like, I there's a there's a breaking point when you when an artist starts hitting you up and then they're like, yo, like, can you come and shoot me for free? You gotta say no, like, yeah, you gotta, you gotta like, you know, tell them like, this is my rate now, like, I know, like, well, so you previously worked with them and then now you're 
Or how does that conversation go? Like you used to do stuff for free, and then you're like, actually, like. I mean, I did it. I I did it for free for like a short amount of time. It wasn't like a huge like you know portion, but it was just like. I knew once I started like getting better myself, I would like. You know, be like, yes, is my ray. Yeah. Yeah. So you got it, and they they would be super cool with it, you know. Um, But it was like super low, like. At the time, I was like, damn, this is, like, you can get paid doing this? This is crazy, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I didn't really think about it at the time, but it was just, like, now, it's just, like, for any, like, photographer coming up now, it's, like, you gotta, you know, I would say take advantage of it, you know, like, but it's just be careful, like, don't get used because this industry will literally use you, mm. you know? So it's just, like... Yeah, so just be careful, I, I, I would say, for sure. Mm-hmm. What advice would you have for people who are trying to figure out their rates and like what, where they should price themselves? Because you can't really just like ask random photographers, like, yeah. how much do you charge? Um, damn. I would say just like know your worth at, at the end of the day is just like... I would say like maybe start small and then like, you know, build yourself up and like, you know... I mean, if you, this is such a hard question, dude, because it's just like, it just depends on like, you know, because for me, for the longest, I was just having so much trouble figuring that out, like, Mm -hmm. out myself, and like, it's just really hard at the time, like, you just gotta know your worth, like, it's crazy to say, but if you think you're worth that much, like, you know, pitch it, and if they say no, then, like, move on to the next, you know, like, it's crazy right now because there's a lot of kids right now that's doing a lot of stuff for free, which is cool, you know, don't get me wrong, like, I did it too, but it's just, like, it hurts the industry also, you know, like, us other photographers just because, um, because if that kid's doing it, the other person's going to think, like, yo, that's, you know, he's charging me less than what you're doing and they're doing the same amount of work, you know, mm-hmm. pretty much, so it's just, like, I'll just... I would just say start high <laughs> for real. Yeah. Just like, yeah, just here, I want this amount. And then like, just trickle down, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely know your your work, know your self-worth for sure. And um, don't let them take advantage of you for real. Like that shit sucks. And it's, and it sucks because they will at, at like, cause they know you're new and stuff, but like, I would say just like practice and did you? Yeah. Did you have someone that you turned to for advice, like questions like this? Yeah, my my friend Justin Butts. Like he still tells me up to this day, like, "Yo, make sure they don't like lowball you, you know, like mm-hmm. the bigger like acts and stuff." I'm like, "No, nah, man." Like, no. But yeah, I would say to ask like close friends that have been in the industry to tell you like how much do you think you're worth this, and your friends will definitely tell you, you know, like by seeing your work for sure. Like it's all it's all depending on your work too, you know, like. How you feel like what your self-worth is and stuff mm-hmm. because yeah there's yeah for sure just don't get yeah. <laughs> taken advantage of that sucks it's like mm-hmm. the worst it's just yeah just i feel like every every photographer now is going through that and like they want to know what their self-worth is you know so yeah yeah and then so how does it work now when artists hit you up do they are they like okay i want exactly this kind of recap like do you ever do you have to like tweak certain things with the coloring or how does um, it work 
Yeah, they'll, they'll or for sure. Or do you sure. have like a signature color that you just do for all? I mean, yeah, I have my own signature color and yeah. all of that. I already have like, I've made my own presets. So like, they really don't tell me like, I mean, like they'll probably tell me like a few things be like, yo, can you switch this? Can you switch that? But it's just nothing like super dramatic. Like, oh yeah, I changed the color or anything, mm -hmm. you know? But. Does it get ever redundant to you that they all kind of want exactly the same thing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, a lot a lot of them be like, dude, like I like your shaky like camera movement and stuff. People love that. Yeah, they love <laughs> it. <laughs> so um, a lot of them be like, yo, can you do that for me? And like it works for some DJs and it doesn't work for others because it's all based off their energy. So it's just like if a DJ is just like, you know, just vibing off. Mm -hmm. Um, it kind of works, doesn't, you know, mm -hmm. just depends on their energy. Um, but if you see, if you shoot like somebody like Kazo, which is yeah. like dancing and like doing crazy moves on stage, like it works and it's easy and it's easy to capture and stuff. So it just depends on the DJ, you know, mm -hmm. but. So how does, how do people find you now? Is it mostly through your social media or is it word of mouth? It's a little bit of both. Um, Social media for sure is like they'll e like they'll email me through like my Instagram or something or hit me up through like Twitter. But it's mostly like worth word of mouth. Um, yeah, just word of mouth is pretty much it right now. How did you come into contact with Kezo? Um, crazy. So like going back to the hard style thing, um, I met Gammer through a. Uh, this other group called Skalism and uh, one day he was like yo um, they were collabing at a at a at Skalism's house which is Cisco back to Cisco <laughs> <laughs> he's like really like he's one of my best friends so we grew up together and it's crazy that we're doing this now but um, yeah they were collabing at their place and then uh, he saw that I had a camera and he's like yo like do you shoot like EDM? I'm like, yeah, dude. Hell yeah, of course I shoot EDM. <laughs> but he's uh, he's like, yo, I have a show today at the uh, at the Hollywood Palladium. Like, are you down to come down and shoot? And I was like, whoa, like yes, I'm down, you know. And uh, that was like my first like big like you know, like venue type vibe. And uh, I shot him, and then I shot him at at the Palladium, and then like. He started booking me for shows, and then he got picked up by John, his manager now, which is Kazel's manager too. And uh, John saw my work, and he's like, "Yo, dude, like your stuff is sick. Like, would you be down to tour with Kazo or shoot a couple stuff for Kazo?" And I'm like, "I'm like, yeah, dude, hell yeah, I'm super down." Um. After that, we just, I did my first show with Kazel, and after that, we just like nonstop touring together for like the next two and a half years. Wow. Yeah, and it was like insane. Like, I would never have thought in like a million years, like, somebody would pay my flight to go travel like the world with them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, shouts out to John. <laughs> and, and yeah, so yeah, he picked me up, and like, it was pretty insane. Like, how everything's like worked out mm -hmm. yeah how about for dj snake wow that was a dream come true for real <laughs> um aaron aaron uh, music which is his uh tour manager 
in Corby's manager. Um, I asked him, like, yo, dude, like, I know you're with Snake a lot. Like, is there any way you could maybe, you know, tell him if, you know, if I could come by and shoot him at Ultra? And they're like, yeah, man, of course. And then I didn't hear from him for the longest. And then super randomly, like maybe a week before Ultra, they're like, yo, they're down. <laughs> and I'm like, no way. And I was like freaking out. I was like, I'm like, yes, it's, this is happening. And um, Ultra comes around. It's like the biggest day of my life. I'm like freaking out. And then, because uh, I, met, I met him like a couple of times before, you know, we've always hanged out. But like for me, actually shooting for him was like insane. And it's like my second time at Ultra. And this time at Ultra, I'm shooting main stage. So I was like, wow. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't think like ever in my life I'd be shooting for Snake. And like <laughs> main stage Ultra, closing the, the, the whole spike. That's spiking. crazy. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. How about for a getter? Getter, wow. A getter just, I recently, um, through Steven, uh, I shot Puya at Orange County. Um, he had a show out there, and I told Steven, like, yo, dude, like, I see that uh, Tanner doesn't have anybody shooting for him. He's like, oh, yeah, like, we actually have a couple of shows with you. Be down to come down and shoot. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, yes, let's do it. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that, that worked out. And actually, like, just have a couple of days locked in with him, and, we have future projects on, on the works very soon, and I'm pretty excited for that too. Yeah, he's a super rad dude. Funny, <laughs> funniest dude I ever. People love him on the channel. <laughs> yeah, of dude, he's like, yeah, he's he's a character, man. He's so funny. Sweet. And Jaws. Jaws. Um, crazy. So, uh, I was I, I was I was friends with. Uh, Nate Volvo, I, I started I started becoming really good friends with Nate Volvo, which is another mm. like photographer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's like, yo, dude. Uh, I see that you're in LA, and like, are you down to come down to the Hollywood Palladium? Um, my brother's playing, and I was just like, like, who's your brother? Like Jaws. I'm like what? Your brother's Jaws. <laughs> yeah, I saw that once. I did a double take, and I was like, yeah, it's like, oh. uh, it's like, ah, man. I'm like, yeah, I'm down. It's like, can I bring my camera? And he's like, yeah, dude. Like. If anything, you, are you down to help shoot? And I was like, yes, dude. And um, I come down and then like, I crushed like this crazy like recap video for them. And they were so stoked. They wanted to bring me on tour with them after that. And I just couldn't, cause I was with Keizo at the time. Oh. So I was just like, oh man. But it was all good. Um, I've done a couple other stuff with them too. So um, yeah, shout out to Jaws, man. And that whole team, like they're crushing mm -hmm. right now. They're they're amazing people to work with. Super down to earth. Shout out Nate too, man. Yeah. yeah. Nate's such a great guy. I'm, we're always like together too. Like we're all in a group chat right now. I should <laughs> interview him. Yeah, you should definitely. <laughs> like he's a great guy. I love him. Yeah. So funny too. How do you teach yourself like the editing now? I'm so picky. Like. Um. Like, was it YouTube tutorials? Yeah, yeah, YouTube tutorials for sure. Like, I think, like, a lot of my style comes from YouTube tutorials. Like, I would, like, just be on them and see what's new. And I would, you know, 
look at my like my favorite videographers in the industry like Yoder and um, who else at the time was like really crushing it um, James Alter. I don't know if you know like heard of him like he's crushing right now the game and like I would try to maybe mimic their style and you know create excuse me my own and like Charlie Tribe Team Snake's videographer um, I would just like you know study them like crazy and then go back on YouTube and like teach myself and uh, yeah like somehow like my style like was evolved and created itself and mm -hmm. stuff so yeah how about the gear you have now what do you have I have a one DX Mark II um, with uh, 1635, 7200, like, lenses, 50 millimeter. Like, I have a bunch of shit. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's just, like, I mean, I've created my style around those lenses, and they've worked for me so well now. I haven't really thought about getting any more, like, gear. Mm -hmm. I'm just kind of, like, it's cool. But yeah, whatever, like, you know, creates the vision, I guess, is you don't have to have, like, the craziest stuff. I just... I just felt like I really needed the 1DX <laughs> because uh, I can't be carrying two cameras around. Like I see some photographers carrying an A7S and then like uh, a like DSLR running around stage. I'm like, dude, I kind of just want to have one camera and all. You know, it's like, yeah. you know, it's like that would give me the worst anxiety just having all of that like equipment running around my neck, <laughs> and, like, running around how I do and stuff. Yeah. What would you say have been your biggest challenges so far as a photographer, videographer? Wow. Um, that's a good question. Biggest challenges. Uh, I mean, just, you know, trying to find more work. Mm. You know, like, um, I, it's not weird to say, but like, I know, like, I, I built a name for myself, but it's just being with an artist for so long and not try to branch out, it's kind of like scary. <laughs> Cause I've got so used to just being with one artist for so long. But like, now I'm getting back into the groove of like writing emails and you know, doing all that stuff. Yeah, so I can imagine. It's, it's good, yeah. I mean, <laughs> being on tour with one person for the, so long is just like, you just kind of forget. It's like dating. Yeah, yeah, just like, what's an email? <laughs> you know, so. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, I'm getting back into the groove into like, you know, hitting up like managers. Last question, what do you want to be remembered for? I want to be remembered as the moment grabber. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's so true for all yeah. like photo video people. Yeah, I mean like, I think that's what like my style came about to be. I want like, you know, people to feel like they're there, you know, because, mm -hmm. uh, some people just can't really afford like mm. going to shows and yeah you know, and I want to be able to like you know create that raw clip and be like damn like just felt like I was there you know mm -hmm. and like I want to be able to like you know have people feel like they're there and like you know experience what I'm experiencing through my camera and you know yeah. I love that. <laughs> this is awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah, I appreciate you. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye.